Housing discrimination is illegal in Tennessee. Buying or renting a home can be exciting and stressful, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. And the last thing you need is to be steered away from your choice because of your race, color, national origin, sex, religion, creed, disability, or familial status. If you think you've been discriminated against, call the Tennessee Human Rights Commission at 1-800-251-3589. 1-800-251-3589. Or go to tn.gov slash human rights to learn more. Time for the Mac attack. Getting funky here on Blaine and Mickey. Dave McGinnis brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. You need great health care coverage at an affordable price. Heck, I could use some health care coverage right now. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They got you covered. Coach Mac, you about ready to coach us through a 17-game season? Because we are there, 17 games officially official now in the NFL. They're never going to go backwards, that's for sure. No, I mean, we knew this was coming. I mean, there, there's no mystery to this. And I just sent you guys the schedule through 2024, the way the, you know, the, way the matchups are going to be by division. And, and, again, it's going to be predicated on where you, you, know, where you finished in your division uh, concurrent with the division that you will match up against. So, I mean, it's pretty simple and straightforward. They started with the AFC this year, alternates the NFC next year, but uh, that, that's why I wanted to get that to you guys as, as quick as possible. But uh, it's not going back. It's only going forward. The other thing, too, and Blaine and I were talking about this, and he took part in this, and there's no way you have it in 30-plus years. The, uh, everybody over the next eight years guarantees that they're going to go play one of these uh, overseas games, and that's such an interesting thing. But the NFL, always looking for ways to make that next billion dollars, Coach. Uh, but everybody's going to be part of this international series now, guaranteed to go somewhere and play over the next eight years. What, what was your experience? With those games, I imagine the people part was good, but how was the training and the facilities and the food and everything else that went with it? Well, I've been over there. I've coached international games in the National Football League six times. I've been over there. I've been over there six times, four times to London, once to Berlin and once to Gutenberg, Sweden. So I've had a, I've, I've had a pretty international experience doing no it. Doubt. Every time, every time that, that I did it, uh, I mean, it, the, the travel and the accommodations and the setup was first class. I mean, it was it was really really good. Some of those games were preseason games, uh, but again, we were over there. Uh, I think uh, three out of the six guys, I was we were over there for a week. Uh, you know, because of promotions early on, that's that's too long. I think what's what's happened now. The last three I've been over there with is that the teams now because they're it's not the novelty that it used to be. So teams are now traveling on Thursday, getting there Friday. Uh, you know, an, an understanding they're treating it just like an away game or just like, you know, I coached on the, on the West coast for several years and you would leave the day before, you know, to go out to, to a game. That's how, that's how teams are treating it. Now, the other thing that, 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 that is, that is important to know is, is that on those flights, I mean, all of the players are put up in, 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 in ultra first class with sleeper pods. There's ultra first class with sleeper pods. I mean, you're not sitting three in a row for eight hours, believe me. <laughs> I mean, and so all of all of all of that stuff has been it's been refined throughout the years. The first year I went over was 1986 when I was with the Bears. We played the Cowboys, you know, over there in London at Wembley, at Old Wembley. And so anyway, all of my experiences have been really good. And now what I really like is the fact they've got it down, honed down so well as far as travel, league-wide and also over there. I mean, they've got a U.K. office, you know, that, that's over there. So once you, once you land over there, 
I mean, everything is really good. Plus the transportation's good, guys. I mean, it's not like, you know, you're taking a bus trip on a yellow dog five and a half hours, you know, to go to go play a ball game. So <laughs> all I can say is if my six my six times over there, you know, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, the preseason games were a little bit more enjoyable because you could take family and then, you know, you could do anything. I had my 40th birthday in a huge brewery in uh, in Berlin with the 49ers and the Bears there. So uh, oh, cool. pretty cool, pretty cool time. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Coach Mack, who else has their 40th birthday in a brewery in Berlin besides our guy, Coach Mack, who joined us on Blaine and Mickey? That that was all planned out, by the way. Not not the schedule. By, by <laughs> the on, NFL, yeah. By the NFL. You know, hey, hey, Blank, it was on the itinerary. It was on the Bears itinerary. <laughs> Matt, 30th birthday, Wednesday night, everybody be there, and they were. Yeah, we enjoyed it, embraced it, man. Talk about your experience. Didn't you go to London with the Titans, correct, here? Oh, uh, absolutely, yeah. That's yeah, one of the tell us what that was, because I remember all the, the pictures on social media and everything, and I was so mad because I was – Almost going to go, and then I, I backed out at the last minute, and I still regret it today because I have not been to London ever before in my life. Uh, Blaine, you would have loved it. You know, of course, you know, uh, you know, Eddie, Eddie was over there. The freak was over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, did a, we did a radio show from over there from, uh, you know, from a pub downtown London. I think it was Bunkers by, uh, Bed, Bath & Beyond or something was the name of it. It, wasn't like <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely fabulous. I mean, it really was. I mean, it, and it was one of those things, you know, when you went over on a, on a Thursday. I mean, I can remember going over, getting off the plane immediately and getting on the, and getting on the tube, which is, you know, and then going to the train uh, with Brad Willis and, and Philip Noel to go get set up, you know, for our radio show over there. Blaine, you would have loved it. I promise you. Oh, man. Golly, I, I still I'm regretting that one right now at the last minute. But yeah, my wife's still, uh, you know, kicking me on that one. But well, uh, you, you know what? I agree with your wife 100. percent Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Well, tell us your thoughts on on the just in general. You know, the NFL and the big business that it is going to 17 and the possibility of going to 18 down the road. Do you think that's going to happen? Well, I do, because, I mean, you look at it, they went to 17 and kept three preseason games. 20 is the number. You know, yeah. 20 is the number. Oh. That's, that, that, that's, that's the number in total. In, in total okay. Yeah. And so you go, you know, it, it's 17 and three for however long they do that. And eventually, you know, and, and again, I can't put a time frame on it, but it will probably go to 18 and two. But right now, you know, they'll do 17 and three. They've got a formula for the 17 games as to how that's going to fit. And then, you know, once everybody gets used to that, you know, and, you know, the, the new CBA is, uh, is what is it? I mean, it's, you know, it's another 10-year deal. So we'll see, you know, where it goes. But we'll, we'll have to get used, and we will get used to, 17 and 3 for a while. Because when I first got into, you know, when I first got into the league, it was just right on the heels of when they had played 14. I mean, you know, oh. the National Football League has gone from 12 to 14 to 16 and now right. 17. Oh, man. You, the historian here, we're on with the Mac attack, giving it to us from Titans uh, Radio. I, I guess let's talk a little bit about the free agency. And I don't know very much about that we've signed here with the Titans. And that is uh, the Johnson kid, the DB, who was, I think, a first rounder. Or, he's a first round pick. Out, he's, he's, some he's a first round pick. Out of yeah. yeah. So it seems like, you know, that, you know, he can play outside, but maybe possibly inside. What are your thoughts on just evaluating him from the time when he came out of college till today? 
uh, you know, what were your, I guess, findings uh, on, on Scalina? Yeah, I remember vetting him coming out. I mean, he's got some he's got some nice skills. And as you said, it was outside or inside. And now, of course, you, you can't ever predict, you know, how somebody's going to do in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been viable in the league, you know. And, and again, it, it, the first round pick, Blaine, as you well know, you know this better than anybody. There are huge expectations on the first round oh, pick. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. that's just there's huge expectations in the locker room. There's huge expectations by the fan base. You know, and and so if you don't uh, come in and start to wow people pretty soon, well, then, you know, people start to, you know, to cast a side eye at you. Well, he's you know, he's played. He's he's been in the league since he was since he was drafted. Here's what I look at him as. I think he's a very valuable veteran uh, uh, piece that can back up a lot of places, you know, right now. And that to me uh, is important because they, they signed Jack Rabbit to be a starter. You know, right. Jack, you know, they, they signed they signed Jack Rabbit to be a starter. I mean, I'm I know Jack Rabbit. You know, I was at the Rams. We drafted Jack Rabbit when I was there out of North Alabama. You know, and this dude's a legitimate NFL football player. You would love Jack Rabbit in the meeting room. Uh, and so anyway, uh, to me, Johnson is just as another is another nice uh, addition, because here's what happens. They needed numbers back there in the secondary, Blaine, and all of your numbers when you when you've reduced numbers at a position can't all be rookies you know that all of your numbers cannot all be rookies that's how i view that sign well i saw the sign speaking of signing the titan sign at a bargain basement price with josh reynolds when i when i see his contract and i go wow he must not have had a lot of fillers and then it took me to the next level is it perception wise i know it is with the ravens and i know it's not to us personally here because we're following the titans so closely they're 50 50 in pass run ratio but is it tougher for the titans to sign receivers because the perception of the king and that this is only a running team no absolutely not i mean you just had it you just you just had Corey davis sign a huge free right. agent deal and you've got aj brown that you know blew up the league and plus you can see uh, this is a great ball distribution offense right and here, here's what josh reynolds did you know he looked at, at the market out there, looked at what it was, and then he looked at the place to bet on himself for one year. And here's why it was smart by him and by the, by the Titans. He's coming to the same offense. This offense that's run at the Rams is the same offense from McVeigh, okay, through Lafleur to what you know to, to what Arthur Smith did, and now we'll see what Todd puts on it. But a lot of the basic concepts are the same. Uh, Blaine. So if you're going to bet on yourself on a one-year deal, wouldn't you like to go somewhere where the the familiarity is to start off with? You're familiar with the language. You're familiar with the concepts. I mean, it's the same thing Jayon Brown did. And I, and I compliment him for that. I mean, he knew what this place was, how good it could be for him. And, and he, he said, you know, I'm going to bet on myself you know, and, and come back here. But all of a sudden now, if you do want to bet on yourself, you know, through a 17 game season and your production is going to determine what goes on after that season, uh, wouldn't you want to come to a place where there's so much familiarity that you're that much further ahead of the curve of the new people that are coming in to see how you're going to play? Yeah, no doubt about it. I guess one more for me before I pass it to Mickey. Sure. Uh, we're on with the Mac attack, giving us uh, all the, the knowledge here. And that is, you know, give us your breakdown of your top five linebackers. And I'm asking that because Evans, whose contract will be up in another year, and J.R. Brown just signed a one-year deal. So the yep. inside linebacker spot could be, you know, up for two new guys. So maybe they start early if they have options to pick the best available player. And it may be coincidental. It may be a linebacker. I was it, just it, watching it's the very, in Alabama's workout again today, or their second workout, and um, 
I just thought, well, you know what? Maybe maybe a linebacker's there. You can get one of the top ones in the draft. Let me go through my let me go through my list with you here, Blaine. I'm glad you asked that. You always ask great questions. And, and <laughs> the, the, the the one the, the the top of the list is Micah Parsons, the kid at Penn State. That oh yeah, this year. yeah. Okay, he's he's at the top of the list. He will not be around when they pick Jeremiah Owusu <laughs> Jeremiah Owusu Koromora. Okay, from Notre Dame. He's the next one to me, you know. In fact, I was contacted by his people early back before this process of of, of training him in in Phoenix for a month, you know. And I, you know, I said thank you. Uh, you know, I I would love to do it, but uh, I've got to be on the radio. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, but Jeremiah Wooster Coromora, that's the that's the next dude. Uh, Zayvon Collins from Tulsa is an interesting, interesting dude. Oh yeah, he played every he played yeah, everywhere. everywhere. You know, yeah. there at Tulsa, he reminds me a little bit as far as not player wise, but just a little bit as far as background, like what happened with Erlacher, you know, because when Erlacher was in New Mexico, he was a safety. You know, yep. I remember vetting him coming out. And when he first came to the league, they put him on the outside. And then finally, the Bears moved him inside. And the rest is history. But Zayvon Collins is a very interesting dude there. Nick Bolton at Missouri. Now we're kind of getting into an area. You know, Blaine, when you're looking six six foot two thirty five, this is a foot fire dude. All right, that's not one of the big, you know, but he but he's a downhill thudder. He's a downhill player. He still needs to work on his coverage a little bit, in my estimation. But he's going to be there. There's a here's another guy, Jameen Davis at Kentucky, six three, yep. two hundred thirty six pounds. Nice athlete. I like the athlete. Very unrefined, very raw. And then Jabril Cox at LSU. You know, this yep. is a one-year dude that, at LSU that came in from North Dakota State. He's a North yep. Dakota State transfer, but, I mean, he's got some game. You know, I like him quite a bit. And then Baron Browning at Ohio State, 6'3", 241 pounds. This guy is can play quite a bit of everywhere. Now, at, at, at Ohio State, you know, he was kind of a part-time starter. But to me, he's got a future in this league. Uh, Chaz Surratt. At North Carolina, 6'2", 227 pounds. Here's another run and hit guy. All right. I've gone through eight of them. That's probably enough for right now. You know, but I'm just saying there are guys there and and not necessarily in the first round, but there are guys there throughout this draft that might be able to come in and be something. Remember, we got Jayon Brown in the fifth round, you know, that came in as a cover guy, learned how to play inside. And now all of a sudden, you know, his, his game has stepped up. Uh, he's going to have to recover from the injury. But those are eight guys right there, Blaine. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, with Coach Mack, giving mean, us the Mack attack. All right. And I know you went super deep, but this guy is pro day today. I, you're a Southwest Conference guy, so I know you've seen him. It's Buddy Johnson at Texas A&M, Coach. I, I, I think coverage might be the thing that he's got to work on at the next level, but he seems like a dude who runs and hits everything that he sees. Yeah, he does. He's, 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 he's one of those, uh, you know, when I start looking at linebackers to me, you know, he's one of those, uh, dog out of a screen door guy that when it's open, <laughs> he just takes off. You know what I'm saying? And so he's going to have to, he's going to have to have to refine his key and diagnose. I love the fact okay. that you said Southwest conference. That's for us that really value what used to go on there, but Dave anyway, Campbell. That, that, absolutely. But, but anyway, yeah, he's a guy. And again, he will warrant some looks and there he, he'll, but he'll be down. He'll be a third day guy. Yeah. Well, uh, I wanted to ask you about this too. Um, Caleb Farley had a micro discectomy. Yes. I, I was looking because I thought, did I see that word with Tiger Woods? I think he wound up having three of those things. Now, obviously, he's got a different set of circumstances than this cornerback from Virginia Tech. How much does something like that worry you at this point? 
Well, I, again, if you're, if you, first of all, Caleb Farley, completely healthy, is, is yeah. probably the top dude. Just mm-hmm. everything. Okay. Now he's right. an opt out. He's an opt out too. You know. So yeah. so here's here's a guy that uh, that when you when you look at it, I mean, he need he probably needed that pro day because pro days now, guys, as you guys well know, and for our listeners, this is the only time for for general managers and for scouts and for teams to get eyeball face to face with these guys. You know, it really is because you know during the season it was very different. But anyway. No combine, so we all we all understand the ramifications of that. But I think what you'd have to do is really get deep into you know how how major that surgery was and what the true time frame is. But it, it's got to be it's got to be cause for pause for some clubs. I mean, it right. has to be just because it's so important, and especially when you're talking about a top tier guy, you know, you're making a large financial investment. And so when you're looking at it, I will say this, his requisite skills before that, check every box. But it would have to be something that you would look into. Well, and like you say about him, if there's if there's if that concern's not there, he seems like such a no-brainer, but there just seems to be these little concerns that are starting to add up. And and that what I'm saying is that guy may get pushed back to 22 at this point now, then you really got a decision to make. Well, I mean, who knows? I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. Let, let me just say this. What is going to be very, very important in this draft, and you guys know this, but this is for our listeners because we've got sophisticated football listeners on this radio station, and I love talking to them. Can't wait till I get out and talk to them in person again at all these events that, you know, we normally have with the Titans. But to me, what's, what's important is, and we said this before, the quarterback draft and the positional draft are two different drafts. Right. And if you've got five quarterbacks going in the first round, which I think is, you know, and, and again, I talked to uh, quite a few people around the league, you know, and again, I don't believe anything everybody tells me, but I believe some of the things some people tell me. And if this is going to happen, that's going to push players down. Not yeah. only somebody like a Caleb Farley, but anybody down. You take five, you take five out of the top 32, you've, you've got a domino effect working down. That's going to happen this season. Hey, the other guy that I wanted to ask you about before we left, just as another cornerback that I keep seeing in that range, is Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. Yeah. I don't think we've talked about him yet. Well, the nice, nice player. Now, you're not talking about a real long guy, not a real yeah. long player, but, but a really, really – here's what I – those – he's a very, very instinctive, good foot fire player, understands and gets it, okay? I like Greg Newsom. He's a ball player. Mm-hmm. Coach – that was about the fastest 20 minutes we've had all day, dude. That was, wow, that was gone in a blink. Thank you for the time. Well, I hope you got at least one bit of information out of it. Yeah, hey, yeah. man, are you kidding me? Always. Yeah, yeah. The, you, we, the we, brewery we story fire. for the birthday, yes. <laughs> we also, see you guys. See you later. Thanks. Also, see like Coach Matt got, may have gotten a haircut, too. Got the locks trimmed a little bit from covid Little COVID haircut for Coach Mack. Of course, he had his 40th birthday party in a brewery in Germany at an NFL game. Only Coach hey, Mack. Hey, hey, in Berlin, in Berlin, when the wall came down, it was a pretty nice place. <laughs> oh, of course, of course, See Coach you. Mack. See you.